No, no, no. That won't do at all. These appetizers are atrocious. I can't possibly serve my guests this. Go back and make something better. I'm sorry right away, sir. Nathaniel, you're back early. I thought you'd be busy with those banners all day. Um, well, the strangest thing happened and... I don't need the details. If you've got time to stand around, you can go help Olivia with the carriages. Oh, uh, yes, absolutely. By your leave. Just a few more days until the festival, and there's still so much to do. But if all my plans go right, they'll be talking about it for years. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Reckless Attack. Yay! Yay. Yay. Hi, everyone. We are here. We are here. And where is here? Well, it is the recording room of a fifth edition Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast. I am your Dungeon Master, Nathan. Thank you all for joining us once more around this fine table of ours. We find ourselves in a bit of a... Sticky situation. A sticky pickle, as we like to call it. Yeah, as, <laughs> as as we have gone many times on record on our podcasts, <laughs> our classic catchphrase, oops, a sticky pickle. <laughs> and the purveyor of the fine phrase, sticky pickle, is... Hi, I'm David. <laughs> the sticky pickle. <laughs> yes. And I play Caskrin Brightmane, the dwarven warlock, who is not a pickle. Sorry. That's his wife. I had a very different meaning for that. (laughs) Right. I mean, no, that was no that 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 wasn't that was. I think we can all agree that that was not the different meaning. That was that was the actual meaning. And then just Sophie just quietly just shook shook her head a little bit. Then we we shared one glance, and then it was over. So uh, go leave Sophie till the end for introductions, and we'll see. And if we need to circle back like halfway through the episode, we'll, we'll, we'll. yeah. We can editor it, splice it in later. Yeah, yeah, it'll be fine. That's that's what post is for. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and to my right, hi everyone. I, Jonathan, am not a sticky pickle, but I, <laughs> but, but I am the player of Checkers, the Grung Druid, and his trusty frog pals, Mango and Junior. And I would like to share with everyone today these lovely dice that Sophie yes. got. Yes, they are incredible. She got them off Etsy, and they are clear dice. Each one with a little green frog in them. Yeah. We, we should we should post those on. Uh, I, I was on just kind I was going to say the, that you said I want to share these with everyone yeah. on our audio medium right. podcast. I would like very to good. Yeah. describe individually <laughs> in, in, these in detail. Dice. I'm holding the D12 right now, and the little frog is looking at me, and it's the cutest thing ever. Uh, but we'll, we'll definitely post a picture. Absolutely, but that is the that is the highlight of my day. Are these little green frogs, and it's great. And I'll turn it over to Steve because Sophie's having a moment. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, everyone. My name is Steve, and I am playing Selv Astralin, the dragonborn monk, um, who, you know, because he grew up in a monastery, doesn't know much about pickles or stickiness. Um, Hmm. But, you know... I guess he's willing to learn. I'm going to write that down <laughs> in my world building doc. In, in the self backstory, yeah. doesn't really know about pickles. Yeah, yeah. Mm, doesn't know right. what they are, huh? <laughs> um, how you doing? I think I forgot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> then ac- across the table from me is. Hi, everybody. I'm Sophie, and I full on lost it. <laughs> <laughs> and I am dead. I'm no yeah. longer here. I've cried my tears of laughter. <laughs> <and I'm back. laughs> I also play Velasca Carter. <laughs> The human abstract <laughs> cleric of the Arcana domain. I'll make it through, I swear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will say all the words that are, I am contractually bound to yep. say at the top of the episode. It should yep. almost be muscle memory at this point. Yeah. You say that, but yeah. to this day, yeah. I have to pause and be like, fifth edition, Dungeons and Dragons. So we find ourselves in an interesting spot, everyone. Uh, a classic, a classic reckless attack. I almost said hangover. Cliffhanger. (laughs) (laughs) It's going really great tonight, guys. We're really happy to be here. A picky sickle? (laughs) No. If your guys keep mentioning it, I'm going to lose it again. It's not not going to deadly impact. It's just going to keep... Yeah, yeah, got it. 
um, you <laughs> you find yourselves in a totally non-sticky situation, <laughs> vegetable one, yeah, or otherwise. One might call it benign. Yes. <laughs> you guys have all emerged from the Red City of Agmar for the first time since your arrival on a pretty dire, important quest. You have met with, most notably, the S.H.I.E.L.D., the leader of the Bones, the undead guard of the Red City, who has unfortunately told you that a few members of the Bones were missing after a patrol. Except one returned. And the one that returned was an untethered. So, you exited the city. You saw some, well, some cool natural wildlife. Mm -hmm. And you saw some very scary natural wildlife. Mm. And as you progressed... There was nothing natural about that. <laughs> Fair. That's, I didn't see anything. That's, on that. that's true. And, and Kaskarin got uh, notes screamed at yeah. him, as I recall. And after several hours of walking in the forest... You guys essentially used supernatural radar to basically see through the Fortunate's kind of senses uh, and amplify Val's kind of connection to the holy and unholy to track down at least one member of this missing patrol sitting in the middle of the forest. Checkers went out ahead. Selv and Cass were kind of, you know, a good hunk of the ways behind him. Val was a little bit further behind them, and the fortunate, knowing that whatever happened could happen to the fortunate, was a hundred-some feet behind you guys. As Checkers got relatively close to this untethered, seemingly spurred on by nothing, wasn't a bad stealth roll or anything mm -hmm. like that, the creature got up and clearly reacted to him and mm -hmm. his presence there. Mm-hmm. At the same time, you all heard a voice that expressed disappointment that there was only one additional creature for it to control, but that you all would serve as a nice prize instead. Specifically, the servant of the Eternal Citadel and the one housing the traitor spirit. And that's where we ended. And as soon as we stopped recording, it was... Very interesting, where two different players thought I was talking about their characters when I was talking about the spirit, which was interesting. I didn't hear the spirit part. I was like, oh, traitor. Probably checkers. <laughs> yeah, you got Statistically me. speaking, yeah. that is probably the truth. Yes. Uh, and you know, wow, he, way to reveal it this early. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine that being like the big, the big twist was yeah. that Checkers was a su super double ultra covert secret agent, right? And yeah. that was how it came out. <laughs> uh, Is that a spoiler as, now? As the grung image fades away, and it's just the image of the the creature with the lantern uh -huh. and the, the shepherd. He, the shepherd he, he never yeah. threw away the high overlord hat. How could you, Checkers? He, we trusted he, he you. He somehow wipes off all the blue paint and he's golden now. <laughs> yeah, right. And yeah. Kaskrin obviously would know that one of those individuals is him and a servant of the Eternal Citadel. I can't remember, David, have you told the rest of the party kind of your deal or how yes. much have you told them about your so deal? So I have at least told everyone that I am a warlock of the Eternal Citadel uh, and I have mentioned some of the, the values that the Citadel holds of order, of balance, but not really much more than that. Yeah. And your connection is fairly loose other than yeah. you get power from it, which yes. is a strong connection, but is a lot of, I believe, dreams, a lot of compulsions like we saw in the first episode just kind of prodding you on, but not a lot of like direct chats. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. A lot of it is like feelings or dreams or like you said, compulsions. Yeah. And then the other person, I look over at Sophie. You can decide whether Val is unsure or has a feel, an inkling in that kind of immediate moment. But something deep inside Val stirs in a way that is probably strange. And you realize, oh, that's that's me. Yeah, I feel like she probably would like heard Trader Men like, who's not that me? And then Spirit would have 
something would have clicked, especially with her feeling that strange sense. Yes. Are, are we getting asterisk lore? We'll see what happens. <gasps> asterisk lore. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Well, I mean, twenty-eight you know, episodes in, we finally learn about the asterisk. Maybe, no, no. Maybe, yeah. because you know what needs to happen first? Unless uh. Val starts shouting exposition <laughs> and backstory in the middle of combat, everyone needs to roll for initiative. Uh. Checkers with a 17. Selve with a 19. Ooh. Ooh. Kaskrin with a 15. Val with a 13. Look at you. Look at you guys. Nice. What I would like everyone to do, what is your passive perception? 15. 14? Passive perception for Selv is 15. Kaskrin has 13. Ooh. You know what's really what's really fun as a DM is when you pre-roll a roll and it's really good. Mm. <laughs> and you can just like, I don't even have to lie about this. Isn't that a wonderful time? Great. So you are all surprised, in mechanically and literally, when a creature reveals itself. Now, remember. It is still light out. You've been traveling for quite a while, but it is light. And most monsters appear only in the dark. And as you look at this one, you wish this one was too. From, we will say, behind a tree, even though that sounds very undramatic, a creature steps out. You see a living ball of smoke that appears to be maybe humanoid humanoid in vague shape but it is almost too unformed to be able to tell where you think its midsection might be is what appears to be a flame a blue flame that would be from a wick of a candle maybe but there is no clear source of this flame amidst all of the strange heat shimmer and smoke emerging from this creature you seem to see maybe a pair of legs of sturdy humanoid legs but it's hard to say but you definitely see at least one humanoid arm holding a black staff atop it a giant glittering jewel of some sort that is red and orange and yellow and sparkles like it too is some sort of flame. The creature, you see it step out dramatically and turn to Kaskarin and Selv, who it is closest to, and from the swirling bit of smoke... Another arm extends out straight to Kaskarin. And you see the arm holding the staff bend the staff down into a curve like it is turning into a bow of some sort. As it bends, a strange, otherworldly, ethereal, wispy, almost bowstring attaches from the top to the bottom. And then this, the a third hand reaches to this bowstring and plucks it, making another one of the horrible alien noises that you heard. All right, sorry, everyone. I'm going to just nope right out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Green, could you please make me a wisdom saving throw? Let's see if I can. That is a 14. You hear in your mind a single word. Coward. And you feel so angry at that phrase. And you take a step forward without even realizing, clearly about to try and charge this creature because you are immediately just how dare, how dare this creature affront you and say this sort of thing to you. And until you snap out of it, barely. The creature you would assume maybe looks at you and chuckles. <laughs> you will be fun to play with. And then it starts moving back in the direction to where you know 
the fortunate is. What would you like oh, to do? Boy. This creature is, we'll say, 50 feet away from you, but you can still see it. Again, it's pretty light out. It's a dense forest. But also, this creature is a strange candlelight creature, so it's not exactly hiding right at the moment. What do you do? I will move my 40-foot distance towards it and kind of jump and duck behind trees as I'm going to get up there until I can get a clear line of sight. And then I am going to summon up the small whirlwind around my fist, and I am going to try to punch it from a distance. Where do you think you're going? Eight to hit. Believe it or not, no. Then I'm going to flurry. So I'm going to try to hit it two more times. Bonus action, right? It's a one on the die. Yowza. Not a strong start, everybody. <laughs> and, and another eight. So, all right, we're, we're golden there. As you are striking out against this creature, the wind from your fist seems to hit only air. Checkers. Absolutely. So Checkers is up in the trees right now, and what he's seeing is another member of the Bones, untethered. And as Checkers is approaching silently and quietly in the trees, he sees the member of the Bones begin to react. Has Checkers seen the Bones pick up their spear yet, or what do they seem to be doing right now? Great question. So the member of the Bones was just sitting there. Yeah. And it has raised up, and it has its spear in hand, and has clearly turned to you, and you can hear it start to make those same terrible noises that the untethered you saw back at the base was making and starting to get worked up and make those make you know huffing that you know will soon turn to screaming and screeching great (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. so checkers is going to hide behind the tree that he's in he knows that the bones is going to come after him but he's going to try and buy a little bit of time and he's going to think in his head back towards junior and start trying to get junior to tell Mango to start, you know, making his way, sneaking his way towards where Checkers is. Okay. Do they all speak frog? They all speak frog. Okay, yeah. I assume so. Yeah. So the way I'm kind of imagining this is like there's a little <laughs> daisy chain of frog telepathy going on. Yeah, I uh-huh. love this frog telephone. <laughs> yes, right. me too. In a way, hopefully that Kaskarin and Selv can also see. So Junior would tell Mango to start, like, pantomiming a little bit that they, the party, should all start sneaking up ahead to where Checkers is. So Mango just gets, like, kind of low to the ground and just, like, looks over at Kaskrin and Self, who are clearly distracted. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, <laughs> is, is, this is a phenomenal plan right. for other times. Right. <laughs> and, Checker, and, and Mango is maybe a little bit confused about, like, well, there's something clearly wrong here, but Checkers is calling. So Mango's going to start, like, trying to sneak up ahead towards Checkers, <laughs> abandoning the party. <laughs> Seems good. I mean, yeah. the party is currently spread throughout about 200 feet yeah. of forest. So, like, yeah. he's still kind of in the party yeah. in a way. exactly. Just as a reminder, checkers may or may not know, but, like, this thing reacted to you yes. even with hiding and stuff. Exactly. So, yep. Great. Well, bad news. It's this creature's turn again. Ah, jeez. I can't even say that it turns towards self. Because how, what is what is facing with this creature? How does smoke turn? Exactly. Well, where, where's the flame? It in is always it. in the center. Oh, no matter what? No matter where so it's, it's not facing. Like center front, it's just center. It is center. Gotcha. You hear that same voice once again speak out. These creatures, whoever made them, thought that they had dominance over them. Maybe they had pride, but that is not what they are. They are aggression. It bends down its strange staff, extends a hand out to you, and has a third arm pluck this strange ethereal string. Self, make me a wisdom saving throw, please. 18. So you experience the exact same thing that Kaskarin did where you, in your mind, hear weak. And you once again, you get that little bit of flare of like, how, how dare they? 
and you just get this irrational anger crop up. But maybe it is due to your natural abilities. Maybe it is due to the years of practice of self-mastery that you have. Whatever it is, you were able to tamp down that feeling momentarily. I'm not the one who just failed twice. <laughs> Even though I guess technically I am. But um, that, <laughs> it doesn't matter. That's neither here nor there. That doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. Irrelevant. But as a bonus action, it's going to keep its hand extended and shoot some fire at you. Ooh. 13, I assume, hits. Or, excuse me, misses. It does miss with my brand new armor class. <laughs> more dexterous and more wise. Yes. You see this hand makes a fist almost as soon as you are able to quell your boiling anger. The fist clenches, and from that fist, a moat of fire just blasts past you. What self does is kind of jumps in the air and does a almost horizontal turn cool. as he jumps over this little moat of flame nice. to land back on his feet. Sick. Kaskrin has a moment where he, he has stepped forward with irrational anger, and suddenly it dissipates. He's calm again. He sees Selv, and he sees this smoke-like ethereal creature in the distance, and he notices with uh, almost a start that he still has Junior in his hands, who is now, like, pantomiming. Yeah, so can Junior move? How, how well could a tiny frog pantomime, I wonder? Uh, what <laughs> it, to another frog, very well. Yeah, yeah that's true. To Mango, very, um, Mango's, no, Mango's they exactly They have played what, charades before right. to prepare okay. for this moment. But all you would see is Junior just like putting his belly on your hand and just like crawling in a specific direction. And it's, it's questionable if you're really <laughs> understanding what that means. Uh, Junior, this is no time for the Macarena. <laughs> yeah, uh, does it just have frog stats? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's just a frog. No, no different stats. No. Could you roll me a d twenty? <laughs> yeah. That is a fifteen. Uh, the frog provides. To be clear, the DC was ten. I thought <laughs> that feels like a normal thing. I decided charisma check. He's yeah. performing. Why not? That's a, a minus four. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so good roll. Yeah. Good enough. Yeah. So please good explain enough. again what Junior looks like in Cass's hands. Well, I was going to say, Cassian doesn't know what to do with his hands, but in a, in, <laughs> it, with, with Junior, but in a moment of clarity, he just puts him on top of his head. <laughs> He's like, I don't know. Checkers has him there. I'll just put him there, too. As a bonus action, he is going to use Stone Aegis and turn his normally dull stone into a bright cobalt blue, providing Ooh. him additional defense before charging towards this smoke ethereal creature to try to distract him in some capacity. And Kaskrin shouts at the creature, You know nothing about me! But it's clear he's struck a nerve. I'm going to move 25 feet just to get a little bit closer to the creature. And in that same charging motion, he grasps something telekinetically in the distance. There's a small boulder that shakes and rustles from beyond the trees and suddenly comes hurtling towards the smoke creature as Kastrin casts Catapult at level two. Ooh, okay. Trying to just slam it from the side as hard as he can. Love it. Can it make me a dexterity saving throw? Uh, Absolutely. 15. That succeeds, ah. unfortunately, and the, the rock just smashes further into the tree line, missing him completely. Ah, bummer. Now it is the untethered's turn. But why? Damn, I thought I was higher up. Uh, everyone was, it was, li- it's literally 17, 16, 15, 14, 13. <laughs> <laughs> it was nuts. Uh. And then... The fortunate is very low. No. <laughs> well, we don't have to worry about the fortunate because they're not involved. Yeah, exactly. Nothing's going to happen. Exactly. The creature starts moving forward. Yeah. Towards you, checkers. Uh huh. And that the jigs out. <laughs> and it is clearly focused in on you. I think that it is not close enough that it would be able to double move and attack you. Mm. So what it's going to do instead. It's going to be a very wisdom save heavy episode. <laughs> okay. As could you please make me a wisdom save? Absolutely. Ooh, 19 on the die. Oh, okay. The untethered steps forward. It has its giant spear in one hand, and you can see it has a short sword and still seems to have all the equipment minus its control band, essentially, mm-hmm. that you know is key. 
you hear it make its strange piercing scream directed at you Mm -hmm. and something inside of you, something fundamental to being a living creature is jostled. Mm. That's bad. (laughs) I need that. (laughs) My spleen. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Whatever that is. I I need all my fundamentals where they are. I'm not going to tell you your anatomy or your spiritual anatomy. Uh, That can be a character choice. (laughs) Ah, one of my two stomachs. Oh, no. (laughs) Has this creature cast toll the dead on you? Okay. Okay. But... You are just resilient yeah. enough that your desire, I don't know. Techlers is an extremely wise creature. That's true. As everyone knows. <laughs> and a creature that is very intent on continuing to live. Mm-hmm. And that is, I think, a big part of that as well. Exactly. But so it moves, it moves actually 35 feet up. Yeah. And so it is quite close to you, but yeah. it's it's desire for violence upon you mm-hmm. is so strong that it didn't want to wait to try and make an attack against and it you. Is, sorry, in case I missed it, is Checkers still in the tree? He's still in the trees, okay. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but it is unimpeded, seemingly. Yep. But that is its turn. Great. Val. Love it. <laughs> on the, the unfortunate bit of the grouping yeah. <laughs> is Val. Has Val seen the smoke creature yet? Oh, yes, I would say so. I would say because of the way that that you guys were lined up, it could be within 10 to 20 feet of you at gotcha. this point. Can Val make a check to figure out what it is? Absolutely. I would take a religion or hmm, religion check. One on the die. Oh, no. <laughs> I Val is too... It's a grung. <laughs> Val is too surprised by the reaction mm-hmm. she felt in herself at this creature's words mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. really be able to focus on what could what type of creature could have caused that reaction in her. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. She doesn't like it, but that's going to have to wait a second. So what she'll do is tried and true. Hit it. <laughs> Seems good. Yeah. Seems good. With, with a spell, though, right? Not the mace. <laughs> Not the hand axe. Not the hand axe. Hand axe. Just hand slowly axe. pulls out a hand axe and is like, let's fucking do this. Yeah. Let's go time. <laughs> so I will cast Mind Sliver. Okay. I will need an intelligence saving throw DC 14. Ooh. All right. All right. That's a pass. Barely. I'm rolling ju- literally <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just enough to pass on these. As you cast Mind Sliver, you can, you know, what is that? I guess what does that feel like for you? Like, what does Val do? Like, what is the the process of casting that? Is it just like a mean thought into someone's brain. <laughs> I was going to say like Val sends like one of those like weirdly like gross or just like ugh, facts. Like she sends an image of like a lamprey to them. <laughs> telepathically. I love that deeply. <laughs> and that is. Where it's just like, because it doesn't frogs do Frogs can ton. lick their own eyeballs. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. do a Here's a damage. deep sea yeah. angler. It's weird. Yeah. 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 Sea cucumber. <laughs> it's just gross out facts. Yeah. <laughs> Designed to, to startle like, people. To startle and distract them because like if the creature fails, they do have a minus D4 on a saving throw. So it's still just like, it's like an earworm, like a, but a brain worm where it's just like, oh, why? <laughs> why? why would you send me yeah, that? Right. Uh, so you could have kept that to yourself. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That kind of fact. I didn't even yeah. know that. Why would, yeah. it's like when your friend smells a bad candle and you're like, you should smell it. You got to smell this horrible thing. Here is cursed knowledge. Yeah. Well, y- y- uh, Val, you now have the equivalent thought smell in your head. Not mechanically, but what it feels like is that this creature sends it the almost the opposite energy back at you and cancels it out. Not in a mechanical sense, but in a like... Vibe. In a vibe sense. Exactly. Then with a bonus action, Val will cast Spiritual Weapon. And it does a thing. (laughs) 
Is this is this the chalice or the book? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, hmm. It's a chalice, but it is upside down. So as it comes down, the intent is to snuff out oxygen. Yeah, yeah. Cool. To, put, awesome. to put the little flame out. Yes. Yeah, cool. Nice. Nineteen hit. That hits for the first the first attack to hit oh. this creature. Ooh, yeah. On like four at four yeah. or five attacks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You guys rolled like garbage, so it's not. I rolled three one three, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. ten points of damage. Ooh. Ooh. Wow! What kind of damage is that? Force. Ooh, force Hell damage. Yeah. Okay. Seems to take as much damage as you would hope that it would do. Yay! God, this Great. never happens. Yeah, right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, you've been fighting the same creature for like eight episodes in terms of like its resistances and stuff. So that yeah, that makes sense. Enjoy your full damage <laughs> once more. And then Val will retreat to the fortunate. Like, get. Just start moving. Yes. And so, in my mind, I will tell the fortunate the creature who did this is coming. Retreat and be prepared. So, the fortunate, you hear back in kind of a weird, again, not mechanically weird, but just like. Yes, being in the brain of an undead sentient creature is just kind of... Uh, it's not great. No, it's like fuzzy. You know, yeah. it's just something's a little little wrong. Not mm-hmm. just uncomfortable. You hear in your mind, did you find one of the one of the missing? Yes, but this creature is attempting to untether you. Where should I go? Back to Agmar. Be safe. You too. You see the fortunate runoff. And... The connection is severed. And now, a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by A Foul Light Shines, a new free serial novel based on a D&D campaign. The Empire of Fire and Water has known 20 golden years of peace since the end of Agenion's War, a peace which is now in peril. When a ragtag group of friends intervene in a grotesque monster attack, they're too late to save a wounded man who leaves them with an encrypted journal and the words, Trust no one, Tyre. Can the gang find Tyre, escape the claws of more strange monsters, and uncover the lurking threat to the Empire before it's too late? This story features themes of found family and strength in diversity, and is available for free on Campfire and Royal Road. A foul light shines. Come for the fantasy. Stay for the cheese-obsessed goblin gunslinger. Hey everyone, Jonathan here with the mid-roll. If you're looking for the hottest frog memes around, join the Reckless Attack community on Discord. You can find a link to it in the show notes of our latest episodes or on our website, recklessattack.com. Want to support the show? Tell a friend or check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash recklessattack, where you can get access to our behind-the-screen talkback show as well as our new Reckless of Snacks series, where we eat snacks, hang out, and just talk about whatever's on our mind. Thanks so much for listening to us, and we hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. That's the end of the round. There's an untethered. There's a checkers. <laughs> the untethered is trying to pluck at the life strings of a checkers. <laughs> I need those. There is a mango who is like army crawling. <laughs> but like surprisingly quickly, but also surprisingly like... It's kind of like bow-legged, yeah, almost, yeah. where it's like still just normal, but yeah. like... It's, it's, it's shuffling quickly. <laughs> yeah, Mango's, Mango's squat and yeah. towards the ground anyway, uh-huh. so like, you know, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. There is a Kaskarin, a Selv, and a Val, well, Kaskarin and Selv mostly, who have tried to close in on this creature and are trying to blast it and shoot at it and what have you. Val has started running in the direction of the fortunate, has passed on the message, and is still some degree of relatively close to this creature. So at the top of the order, actually, something happens. Get out of here, action! (laughs) (laughs) I would like both Selv 
and Cass to make me a constitution saving throw, please. Constitution? Ugh. Casper has a seven. Self with a five. Dice are cold tonight, <laughs> everybody. Yowza. And Val, you are not affected by this, but you can feel as this burst of heat just explodes off of this creature. And you guys take 2d6 points of damage, which is 10 points of damage. No! We're so bad. There goes our temporary hit points. Yeah, no kidding. So in that single burst of energy, the frost armor covering both Selv and Kaskrin just evaporates. And we're just like left unprotected. I was using that. I do imagine that like sweet, like if you're looking at the side view, that like burst of heat coming to the front and you see like the water droplets like shoot off the the back. Yeah. 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 Hell yes. But now, Self, you are uniced. Mm. <laughs> you still have, I believe, wind around your fists, and you are approximately 15 feet away from this creature who is moving quite quickly. How far is Cass from the creature? I'm probably about 25 feet. Okay, okay so yeah, you're, you're still, that's okay, right. so that, that's but too far. Then. This creature is probably uh, as fast as you, Self. Okay. In that case, what I am going to do is I'm just going to do the the quick little neck crack that all of the fighters do on every movie that you've ever seen ever. Just fine. And, and I am going to breathe cold at it. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's see how it yeah. likes it. Okay. Do, so do uh, it is them. it is within 15 feet. Yes. Yes it is. Okay. So it is to make a constitution saving throw. Uh, and this is, if it misses, it takes the full damage. If it um, makes it, it takes half. Fail. Four on the die. Ooh, nice. Excellent. Four. <laughs> oh. Well, Steve, would it make you feel any better to know that your damage does a little bit more? Ooh, it would indeed. Yay. Then you would hope. Because or then you originally this, would have thought. That was a test, because now I have some other cold damage stuff I can do. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Next thing I'm going to do is use my movement and I am going to move around this creature so that I can get between it and where it was headed towards the fortunate. You can absolutely do that. We'll say you're about like 10 feet away from it with all the kind of like, assuming you don't want any attack of opportunities or whatever. I assume you're snaking around. We'll say about 10 feet, like past it. I'm going to spend a key point and use patient defense. Any incoming attacks would be at disadvantage. Love it. Anything else? That's it. Okay. Checkers. So Checkers is going to frog telepathy over to Junior. All right, the jig's up. Hurry up, everyone. And Kaskrin, you just feel Junior just like begin to hurriedly shuffle on your head. <laughs> is, it, is, it, is, it, is it like a compass where I can tell like the direction that <laughs> yeah. he's shuffling is the direction yeah. I need to go? Exactly, exactly. So just you feel like the, the little frog flippers just begin to like shuffle on your head and you can tell that Junior's just like turning a little bit you're, towards... You're being ratatouille Yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So Checkers is going to sort of move around the trees a little bit in such a way that he can try and get above the untethered. Ooh, okay. He is going to pull out his crossbow and aim down at the untethered, firing a jagged thorn whip to try and pull it up into the trees. Okay. Uh, I'm going to make an attack roll. Ooh, 25 to hit. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) The reaction, ooh, mm-hmm. it was just so good. Mm-hmm. That hits. Okay. Okay, but also these are in full plate armor and yeah, like high level creatures, so like it could have been. Uh, yes, but boy, it was exactly the reaction that I'd hoped for. <laughs> it was, it was <laughs> the, the, the pause. Oh. <laughs> Five points of damage, piercing damage, and the untethered finds itself pulled up into the trees and then presumably falling back down to the ground. Okay. So it'll find itself taking one point of falling damage and landing prone. And at this point, Checkers is going to use his bonus action to command Mango. Mango's going to quickly shuffle out of the trees and see this prone untethered. Get him, boy! Mango is going to run over to the fallen untethered and just, like, mm. lay on him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's going to take the pin action, yeah. right? Is that what He's that is? He's going to try and grapple him to the ground. Okay. Contested athletics. Ooh. Hot dice for Checkers over here. Natural 20. Ooh. Hotter dice. 
Mango isn't quite able to like get on top of this creature well enough, and he just kind of like rolls off. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the, the creature lets out another scream, not uh-huh. a again, not a casting scream, yeah. but makes another just horrible, horrible noise, and just like essentially push ups, mm-hmm. like bench presses. Yeah, Mango off, and then just throws him to the side. My poor child. <laughs> That's my turn. Okay. Now. It is the creature's turn, this mysterious candle smoke creature. He steps up to Selv, and you, Selv, feel this radiating heat still coming off of it. As it steps to you, it says, Oh, a child of the worms, I will take great pleasure in ruining you. And it's going to make a bunch of attacks against you. Oh, not a bunch. Mm-hmm. But all at disadvantage. Oh, all at disadvantage. Yeah. Well, that rolled real bad anyway. Uh, good, because that was a natural 20. Whew. That's a four on the die. Also very bad. Ooh. A five on the die. Ooh. Also wow. very... Ugh. Hell yeah! Right. Wow. Patient defense. Yeah. Hell yeah. I'm gonna, nice. That dice is going in the timeout area. Self, what you see is just not even three arms, just a flurry of arms reach out and try to rip at you. And each time they come past you and come to you, you can again feel this intense heat coming off of them. Self just kind of like starts duck, dodge, dive. He crouches down. He he shifts to the side and it's all he's timing it in such that it's barely a miss like he's like to the side and it's like right past his face or to the side and then right past his side and then he kind of comes back down into his patient defense stance awesome i was curious are you like is the self stay pretty like planted on the ground as he's dodging or is he just like tr- like spinning twisting uh all the time self is i was actually thinking about this a little bit ago and his his martial arts type is a lot of movement because mm-hmm. it's supposed to be more based on sure. like you know air and, and all this stuff so if he can dodge it he's going to dodge it he occasionally parries and occasionally keeps a stance but for the most part his feet are always moving and he's always kind of like you know drifting to the side or or down or up or whatever um as a bonus action this creature once again you you hear this otherworldly sound this otherworldly voice say coward weak you can do nothing to me. I am your better. And your next attack has disadvantage. Oh, no save? No save. Mm, Okay. That's the end of its turn, however. Or is it? (laughs) (laughs) Or is Hmm. it? Ooh, actually, no. Because it's done that, it is going to move away from you using its full complement of movement. And you can take your attack of opportunity, if you'd like, at disadvantage. I will definitely take that attack of opportunity. Okay. Natural 20 and a 17. That hits. Yes. All right. 10 points of damage. Nice. You swing through the creature, and while it doesn't seem like it connects with anything solid, you still, like, it's almost as if some of the smoke goes away. So clearly you are still doing full damage to even Mm, this strange smoke creature. Mm. Coward. I just love that Steve said that with like a shitting grin. (laughs) (laughs) The creature, once again, as it moves away from you again, in this like unnatural way where you can't, you can see which direction it's going, but none of its appendages make, they're not, none of them are facing that direction. Like no matter how you are perceiving this creature, it's it weird legs. to be from the front. Yeah, exactly. It's almost like one of those like trick statue things where it looks like it's always watching you. And as this thing retreats quite quickly further into the forest towards where you know the fortunate is. Ah, jeez. You, Selv, just hear another laugh ring out. Kaskrin feels Junior just squirming around <laughs> on his head and he yells towards checkers in the forest. Checkers, fall back. There's something else here. There's something dangerous. And he 
pivots around from the forest and looks this creature square in the eye as he's, you know, not retreating, but he is moving farther away from him. And Kaskrin charges forward another 25 feet, bringing his hand back and casting Eldritch Blast. He throws a light javelin as if the very force from throwing this could pierce through this smoke and dispel it, trying to hit it as hard as he can. Awesome. That's an 18 on the die. Oh, yes. Four points of damage. Okay. Takes full damage. Okay. As a bonus action, Kaskrin is going to grant Selv, a servant of the Citadel. You don't see anything quite yet, but you can feel just a faint protective force in front of you, Selv. Doesn't, it, okay. yeah, it like registers subconsciously that there's something in front of you. And I'm imagining like the heat coming off, like even now you still feel the, it, the but heat like. The goes down a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah. The Untethered with Checkers. Yeah. Is there now. Mm-hmm. It stands up and jumps 50 feet in the air. So, um, <laughs> did you see Pirates of the Caribbean? Uh, depending on which one, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I just I have this unfortunate for you mental image uh-huh. of the skeleton creatures climbing up the chains of the oh, rope. Oh no. You best start believing in ghost stories, checkers. <laughs> You're in one. Oh, no. You see this thing uh-huh. stand up using half of its movement and double moves up the tree. And like d- doesn't bring its spear with it or anything like that. And you are face to face with an untethered and it is screaming in your face and making those horrible screeching noises, and you are immediately next to it. Mango is on the ground, not literally rolled over on his on his <laughs> back, but down there, you are here, and that is its turn. Val would like to, again, try to figure out what the frick this smoke creature is. Okay. It'll be a harder DC this time since you've already tried to kind of search your banks for it, but mm-hmm. go for it. 23. So, you would know this is an aberration. Structurally, mechanically, you would know, obviously, this creature is made out of smoke, which complicates a few things, but doesn't seem to complicate things as much. Uh, it seems to thrive on anger and aggression and has a litany of skills to accomplish that. And the way it talked about your spirit makes you believe that this is an extra planar creature. Hmm. It obviously does not share a lot in common with a lot of Rixian life, shall we say, as weird as Rixian life is. But the only, like... You don't even know, like, there's no book that has told you this. There's no book on, like, creatures not from here. It's like, there are monster books, and there are weird, dangerous animal books, and then there are, like, mortal books. It's like you know so much that, like, your brain has just filled in that gap. Oh, that's a perfect way of putting it. You know, it's like you you know so much about these monsters and animals that you're like, this is none of them, so it must be extra planar. Yeah. Okay. And what that means to you... I don't know, and Val wouldn't know, but of, like, the only way that it could know about your spirit is if it had some sort of connection to a different realm of existence. Gotcha. Uh, Then I shall use my action to cast Guiding Bolt. Ooh, cool. Ten to hit. That is a miss. This thing, it just shoots past, and in a way that makes no sense, where it's like, that should have hit. What? Why is... what Smoke. I don't know. Fucking... Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. But it passes through the creature, seemingly doing no damage. I shall use my bonus action to try to snuff it out with a chalice. Commence the walloping. 16. That hits. 10 points of ooh, force ooh, damage. Nice. Wow. The chalice is putting in some work. Yeah, big hits. Val will use her movement to see where Selva, see where Cass is, and try to like form a, a triangle around the creature so she can head it off from following the fortunate. Okay. She is purposely positioning herself in its path. She really hates it. This is not her vibe. <laughs> but she will be there and like then have Cass and Selv 
basically like hurting it. Yeah. Hopefully to kill it. Okay. It is the fortunate's turn. Those who are able to pay attention to it, you guys are quite distracted, obviously, would see the fortunate continue to haul ass, but turn for a moment and look back over their shoulder at you all as this battle is raging and almost pause as they continue running. If Val sees that, she's just waving frantically like, go, get out of here. The end of the round, the creature, again, spins around, isn't quite an accurate description. I would like everyone to please make me an intelligence saving throw. Oh, no. Intelligence? Not the party's strong suit. <laughs> Four. Catherine with a five. Thirteen. So, good news. Self passes. Hey. <laughs> Bad news, everyone else fails. <laughs> oh, no. This creature begins swirling all of the smoke around them, and you hear its voice call out, Fine. You shall be my prey. I will feast on your anger until there is nothing left. Thou and Cass feel opposite reactions. Val, you feel this intense hatred and anger and just you can feel it coursing through your body in a way that I cannot imagine Val feeling on the regular. Kaskrin, you feel the opposite. You suddenly feel timid. You feel as if all the strength to fight has left your body. Because both of you swap your strength and wisdom scores for the remainder of the encounter, and that is where we will end the session. Oh my god. What? What? Huh? Oh my god. I oh. know this is like a bad thing, but I'm going to bust out my hand. <laughs> <laughs> See you next week, everybody. Uh, <laughs> bye. bye. <laughs>